Coaches, hello. Welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado. Today, we have episode 107 with Coach Edwin Fritz. Edwin Fritz is the head boys basketball coach at Blue Valley Northwest High School in Overland Park, Kansas. Coach Ed Fritz is in his 17th year as the head boys basketball coach of the Blue Valley Northwest Huskies in Overland Park, Kansas. During his 16-year tenure, the basketball program has appeared in 11 Kansas 6A state tournaments, seven state championship games, and won four state titles, including back-to-back titles in both 2013 and 2014 and 2017 and 2018. The 2012-2013 state championship team went 25-0, including a win over De La Salle High School in Minnesota, 2013 3A state champs. In 2012-2013, Northwest finished 19th in the USA Today's poll and 10th in Max Prep's poll. During the 2017-18 basketball season, Coach Fritz eclipsed the 600-win total. He is now 614 and 271 all-time, including a 180-41 record over the last nine years. He was selected Kansas All-Classes Coach of the Year in Kansas 6A Coach of the Year in 2018. This was the second time he won the Kansas Coach of the Year Award. In 2012, Coach Fritz received the Paul Lambert Award, recognizing the best coach in the Kansas City area. Coach Fritz was inducted into the Greater Kansas City Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 2017. In 2015, Coach Fritz was inducted into Williamsville Norris Hall of Fame in Buffalo, New York for its outstanding high school career. Prior to taking the job at Blue Valley Northwest, Coach Fritz was the head coach at Center High School for 15 years. He has been a head college coach at Baker University and assistant at the University of Nebraska Kearney. Coach Fritz is highly involved in youth basketball, running numerous tournaments, leagues, and camps. He coached a seventh grade youth team, which has captured two USSA national titles and many other awards. Ed's wife, Ann, is the head girls basketball coach at Blue Valley North High High School. Blue Valley Northwest has won the last three state titles and been in the title eight out of the last 10 years and has an 83% win percentage of all those games. He has numerous kids playing D1 currently, Abilene Christian, Tulsa, Kansas, Missouri, Georgia, Illinois, Chicago. Also had two kids lead Loyola Chicago to NCAA final. Clayton Custer, <clears throat> Clayton Custer, Mid-Major Player of the Year, and Ben Richardson, Missouri Valley Defensive Player of the Year. He's lucky to coach East Team in the McDonald's game last year in 2019. <clears throat> he won the game and had Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, Anthony Edwards, Scotty Lewis, and others on the team. He has won a career 638 games and numerous awards and Hall of Fames. His wife, Ann, has won three state titles at Blue Valley North, and son, Vince, is on Fred Hoiberg's staff in Nebraska. Coaches, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this this podcast. Uh, We have a great opportunity to talk to a legendary coach here uh, right at the beginning of his season. Currently, his team is... uh, Two and two, and but if you look at his schedule, uh, it's unbelievable tough competition that they face there in Kansas. One of the one of the, kind of the, one of the best all-time coaches here in America. Um, so it's always a joy kind of picking the brain of these guys during the season. I think you're really going to enjoy it. He's taking the time out to speak with us. 
So, uh, hey, get your notebooks out, get your pens out, get ready to write some great notes. So we're looking forward to uh, really picking the brain of Coach Edwin France. Coach France, thank you so much for coming on. Coach Fritz. Hey, how you doing, Coach? Good, Ed. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, thanks. Good, good. Hey, tell me uh, if the audio can I'll make some adjustments on that. So, but you sound really good. Hey, thank you for yeah. joining us in the timeout during your season here. Uh, awesome. I hear you good. So that, this is fine. Okay, great, great. Hey, uh, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself. I already gave um, – uh, uh, your your kind of your resume and so forth and your great career that you have had and are currently having. Tell us a little bit of how you got kind of started in the game and uh, kind of give a little brief resume on uh, your your great illustrious career. Uh, well, um, my uh, uh, father was a coach, and uh, so mm -hmm. I kind of grew up in the gym. Um, he was a um, – played a little pro football and played a little uh, – and then he ended up coaching uh, at two or three different colleges and uh, then became a uh, athletic director. So I was around the game a lot. Uh, all the um, I have uh, uh, seven brothers and sisters. Every one of my family went to college playing a sport. So uh, athletics have been a big part of our, my life and my family's life. Yeah, and you're um... – now, are, are you from? Are you from Kansas? Have you always been in Kansas? No, I've been. I uh, I uh, grew up in. Uh, I was born in Minnesota. My dad was at a, a college called Bemidji State University. Okay. And uh, then he moved to Western Illinois University, and then I went to high school in Buffalo, New York. Uh, he was at the University of Buffalo, and um, and then he came out and was the uh, moved to Kansas City as the executive director of the uh, NAIA a uh, organization for small schools. And uh, so that's how I got out to Kansas City. We just stayed out here. Yeah, and it's in your blood. It sounds like, I mean, uh, I know your wife, Ann, coaches, your son coaches, and I'm sure it kind of runs in the blood. And how did basketball become so like a vital part of your family? Uh, you know, just uh, um, something I love to do. I love to play. I would uh, uh, get up in the morning and go uh, – to work with my dad and I'd play all day while he was working and just kind of uh, developed from there. 
Um, and uh, really lucky now, as you said, my wife's a coach, and uh, her father was a uh, uh, a coach too. So we kind of just uh, <laughs> with kids and love helping and love trying to trying to see about getting people better. So it's, it's been a, been really fun. Yeah, and you sure have. I have. I enjoy talking to you guys, particularly during the seasons, because I know you guys are busy. But I just love to pick your brain on how I can get better as a coach. But hopefully it'll help a lot of coaches who listen. We have a lot of coaches just like myself. Uh, you have mentored, I'm sure, so many coaches in the area around the country. Who has been your mentor? Uh, I know there's some great coaches out in that area. You know, uh, I grew up a um, uh, Bobby Knight disciple. Uh, I would go out to uh, Bloomington when he was in Indiana, and, and I'd go to all his camps. I got to go to uh, lots of practices. And then as I've got a little older, I've just, uh, um, you know, kind of developed my own stuff. And, uh, uh, and, uh, but, uh, he, he was my first kind of guy coaching and, and, uh, my, uh, my dad, of course, uh, kind of gave me a lot of, uh, tips and uh, he was a big, uh, uh, Adolph Rupp fan. And so I, I used to know all, uh, <laughs> the uh, the Kentucky offenses and all that kind of stuff when I was a kid and would go over that with my dad. So those are a lot of good memories for me. Yeah, and we forget, you know, I think a lot of coaches, we all try to steal stuff, right, Ed? But right. you really have to develop your own philosophy. What kind of led you to what you believe in now? Because I think a lot of coaches copy. I don't think – I think it's okay, but I think you have to develop your own philosophy, right? Yeah, I, I think you got to just, uh, you know, be the best you you can be. And it's, you know, Bobby Knight, uh, I, lo I like a lot of his defensive principles, but, you know, I'm really, you know, he was a motion offense guy. And a, a lot of people kind of just did did that, and uh, um, which was successful. But I just think you got to see what works. And, and uh, I've been really lucky the last few years, uh, you know, I, I've just kind of, develop my system around my talent and I don't, I don't have a system anymore. And I kind of just figure out, you know, how we can be successful with, with, with what I'm working with. And I, and so I change and I think that helps because it keeps you a little more interested, uh, interesting and you're not complacent. And uh, so that's been, that's been a big part of the success I think we've had because we've been able to kind of fit our system around the talent that we have. And uh, that, that, that really has helped us the last few years. Yeah, and, and that's great advice, and I know it's hard to do sometimes because I, I would love to be a, you know, a pressing team and fast-breaking team, but the team I have, you know, we, I, have, I coach girls, and I have a right. big six-foot-one girl. I mean, she can't run the floor great, so you know what? We're right. going to be patient. We're going to slow it down. We're going to try to get the ball inside. I finally, I started during the, at the beginning of the season going, man, we got to run. Right. <laughs> We're going to slow it down and get them. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, the uh, funnest teams I've had and funnest teams I've coached. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was a big fan of Rick Pitino. I've done the black and white press for, I've done that for, you know, a few years when I've had some really good athletic teams. But um, the last couple of years, I've had really a lot of tall guys, a lot of height. And so we do kind of, value possessions a little bit more and value uh, taking care of the ball and, and uh, 
uh, trying to get a good shot down the court. So I think I think you ride out right on that you have to do what's what's best for your team. Yeah, I'm going to ask you later about your offensive philosophy because there's there's different ways on getting the ball inside. And I think the old school, I'm kind of old school. I mean, we set a lot of inside screens, cross screens. We try to pass the ball inside where most of the teams we play, man, they're trying to dribble drive. I, I don't know if that's old school or not, but we try to set screens. Maybe um, maybe that's old school. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know if it's old school, but uh... – you know, uh, the last few years, I've really seen a change in in uh, spacing in uh, in you know people that want to get downhill. I'm, right. I'm I I live about 25 miles from uh, Kansas, and I have a kid that uh, is a freshman there who's having a great year for Coach Self, and you know he he is so big about get going downhill once they you know once you come off a pick or come off a handoff and and. Uh, but uh, you know, to watch him, you know, he's able to play out, play a perimeter game and a four-out game with one in, and he's also been real successful having two bigs in there and just pounding the ball inside all the time too. So he he's able this year his team is able to do both during a game very successfully. So uh, I think that's uh, I think it's good, and I think the thing also being around this game for so long every system or everybody's philosophy, hey, they all work. You just, you just had to be uh, convicted to it and, and really want to uh, really want to do it. And, and uh, you know, you are what you emphasize. And, and uh, you know, I've seen a lot of, you know, I've, I've been a man-to-man coach most of my career, but I've seen a lot of successful people playing zone lately and, uh, and doing really well. So, I mean, I, I think if you have sound principles, you know, anything will work and anything can be successful. Yeah, that's so true. And I think I think I think the best coaches are the best teachers. They're not the best recruiters, the best teachers. And I know I know you're a great teacher on that with all the success you had and the different ways of playing the game. Hey, I want to kind of veer off a little bit um, with how is it? I, I spoke to a coach, Kevin Kiernan, who coaches at Modern Day High School in California, and his wife is a college coach. And I asked him, how do y'all do that? I mean, I'm going to ask you, how do you, I mean, I think, I think you have some interesting dinners and so forth, but um, that should be interesting. Tell us, tell us how, how the, how it is um, just on just helping each other become better coaches and actually be married to somebody that's actually a coach. You know, it's, uh, um, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, I, I was, when I was 24 years old, I was a head college coach and I uh, really wasn't, uh, I, I got out and went back to high school and, and high school is just more my niche and it's a lot more of my uh, wife's niche. But, you know, really uh, it's been interesting because, uh, um, you know, my son who coaches at Nebraska, he got to play for me and our daughter, uh, you know, played for my wife. So we they both we both had a great experience about being able to coach our kids, which is really uh, you know, the best thing you can do. But uh, um, just being around, uh, just uh, every day, being able to kind of find out what works in practice, what doesn't work, and being able to talk about you know different types of strategy or or uh, you know she went to one of my games earlier this year, and you know my transition defense wasn't very good, and she really kind of helped me with that a little bit and. Um, we kind of steal each other's sets a little bit sometimes too. So it's fun. 
<laughs> yeah, does she get a commission on that? You know, if they work or well, I'm, I'm sure she's telling you about it. <laughs> no, she she she's a lot more. Uh, she can. Uh, um, she's really good at watching the game and telling me what's what's going on. And and uh, um, it's kind of fun because she's at our rival school. She's she's at our rival school. So when she plays my school and girls basketball, it's a big game for our school, and it's a big game when I play against her school. So. Um, and we hope our schools do well, but you know, when, when it's family, you always want the family to do well. So, yeah, no doubt, man. That's interesting. No, that's, uh, yeah, it is a little, it's a little unique, but, it's, uh, but, it, but it's worked out fine. Exactly. That's, that's really cool. I really, I really think that's interesting. Um, I spoke to coach Sue Phillips and I'm sure you know, coach Phillips. Um, yeah. she coached the McDonald's all American game. And I think you coached. I was I was in Atlanta watching that game, and right. um, I think you were on the other sideline. I think on the boys' game, um, and tell me about that experience. How meeting all those great players and getting to know all those great kids. Uh, it was great, and uh, I got to talk with uh, Sue quite a bit on the bus rides over to practice and uh, all that. She's got a really good uh, Arch, uh, Archbishop Mitty. She's got an unbelievable program, and and. Uh, um, in fact, she knew some people that I knew. Uh, uh, one of my assistant coaches, thanks uh, Rex Walters. He played in the NBA, and he, yeah, uh, for sure. He he's from uh, he was from her high school, so he knew they knew each other really well. But uh, just coaching the McDonald's game was uh, um, just really cool. You know, I, I was really anxious to find out about the guys' mindset and what they were like, and. And besides, you know, them being really talented, I've never been around a group of guys that were just, you know, more focused on winning and more, uh, more focused on uh, doing really uh, on, you know, doing what you ask them to do. Um, the first practice um, we had, uh, you know, came out and there was like 150 NBA scouts there, and that was a, a um, put a lot of pressure on you. But it was a lot of uh, it was really cool to see how the kids were able to respond and. Um, to Cole Anthony, uh, who's at North Carolina, what a leader! You know, he was just uh, so great to be around. There's a kid named Isaiah Stewart that's playing at Washington right now. That's having a great, uh, great year. And and uh, um, Anthony Edwards from Atlanta, who's playing at George, is having a good year too. And yeah. Those guys, those guys were just special players, and uh, just really great to be around. And it, but I was just amazed that you know, besides being very athletic their their character their attitudes and, and their ability to be a team was was really uh special yeah i'm a big fan of anthony As a matter of fact uh i i went to georgia so and i'm so glad okay. uh i'm so glad he made a decision on that i i have a feeling i'm sure he's going to leave after this year but he's really turning around the program and georgia really needs that they need they need uh some success over there but um hey tell me uh, yeah. what what separates these guys? Is it just talent or is it, is it some intangible factors that also separate them? Yeah. Hey, uh, just to go back to Anthony, I, I, uh, um, to, to find out, you know, where he came from and, uh, you know, he lost both his parents. He's, he's had an unbelievable kind of tough life and to be able to do those kind of things. And then I also have a player that's a freshman at Georgia that's playing for them. And, uh, you know, he's so he's able to tell me a lot about, uh, you know, the type of person Anthony is and how hard they work. I, I think the talent that those kids had was was really good. But th just the uh, 
the ability to to uh, um, want to be to want to learn to want to to want to to get better. I mean, they were really good listeners, and we didn't run a whole lot of stuff, but they they really tried to do the best they could as far as listening to what you wanted and then doing and doing it exactly, and you know, just during the timeouts, how the how uh, you know they encouraged each other, and you know, it's kind of hard sometimes because we had a. Uh, 12 guys on the team. Uh, Vernon Carey was hurt, so we only had 11. But getting those guys, uh, you know, playing time, I think we had one kid that only played 15 or 16 minutes, and the most I think was 19 or 20. And uh, those guys were great about, you know, knowing that they weren't going to play the whole game and, and still being, you know, and it's still really important for them to win, which was really uh, cool to see. Yeah, and I think, uh, of course, nowadays, all eyes are on these kids. I think nowadays, more than ever, they really look for those intangible factors. I think they I think they almost look for that. Tell me if I'm wrong, Coach, because they're putting – I mean, particularly at the, the pro level, man, they want guys that are going to be good investments and good good uh, people for their, their organizations, right? I, I, I've had, you know, numerous uh, NBA uh, guys – call me and just want to know hey, what they're like off the court. Uh, sure. What was their attitude? Uh, how hard would they work? What happened when you yelled at them? All those kind of things. And, and there, and a, a lot of the, you know, for what they say that uh, the, the last year's class may not be the most talent that's come through, but you know, there's three or four kids in there could have long NBA careers and uh, um, you know, and just by having the right attitude and the, the right work ethic, that's what uh, keeps you in the league. And uh, um, so I, I think that uh, all that stuff's really important, especially with the amount of money everybody's making now. Yeah, and I'm sure that's something that – it kind of leads to my next question. Um, what are, what are, what's your top three? What are three, like, non-negotiables that Coach Fritz has in his program that it's, – this is how we do things that the kids really have to believe in. What are three things that you do? What's your, what's your top three? You know, I, I think I probably – you ask the guys, they're number one um, going to tell you all I talk about is do you have the ability to make a play uh, for your teammate? And, uh, um, you know, I always want to be around guys that can uh, – um, you know, that are willing passers that are really able to uh, – um, um, to do that. And, uh, um, I think another area would be, uh, you know, what are you willing to do for the team? And, uh, um, you know, body language is, is I think really key to, to what they do and, and, uh, to what, what you're able to accomplish. And, and, uh, our guys, uh, you know, we really, we really want them to, you know, to at least think that, Hey, maybe we are working a little harder than everybody else. And uh, um, and uh, so that's uh, uh, that's really important. And and, uh, um, um, and I just I, I really want the guys to have fun. I want this to be a really, really, uh, you know, good experience for them to be around, uh, to be around everybody else, want everybody to be a good teammate. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think those things are, are kind of been really, uh, really uh, key to to what we're doing and and uh, um, how successful we've been. Yeah, and that's so – you mentioned about, um, you know, about having fun. Uh, do we do enough of that? Uh, you know, as coaches, sometimes we're so 
we're so focused on the winning side. I think we neglect kind of the relationship side, don't we? Yeah, I think we do sometimes. And, and you know, um, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough deal. I mean, I, I'm in a, my school district is a, is a great school district, but you know, they usually know what my record is every year. And, uh, um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, I, I would think if I don't win, I'm probably not, I'm probably not going to be around a whole lot, long, long time. And so though that's important, you want the kids to be able to, to really, uh, get something get something while they're at the program and and usually uh um you know having 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 fun a lot of fun comes from winning too and and uh and the, the guys do the things that that they we need to do to be successful and they they they, they they're able to see wins with it it's really good but you know i i've been pro- i've been proud of my team a lot of times after losses and uh um it's just uh you know, and I've been disappointed a lot of times after wins. So it's, it's really, you know, playing to your talent, playing to your ability and playing to, to, to what, you know, to what you guys can do. And, uh, you know, we, uh, right before break started, we played on a Friday night, uh, against our rival school and we played great. And, and, uh, it, it was a great night. It was a, you know, packed gym and, and, uh, uh, the next night, we uh, had to come back and play again, and we won the game, and we won it fairly easily, but we didn't play very well. And uh, I think if you, if you, you know, really uh, concentrate on, you know, execution and, and doing the things necessary to be successful, that, you know, the wins will take care yeah, of Yeah, that's a great point. I, I want to pick your brain on just what you just said there. Um, I've scheduled we, – we have – we have a pretty good team this year. Now, of course, we're not at, you know, your level and so forth, but we have a pretty good championship level team. I, I, I made my schedule very challenging. Matter of fact, we play a lot of state tournament type teams in our non-region schedule because I, and, and we play them back to back. And I wanted to test my team on how right. they can handle that. Um, and I know right. a lot of coaches will schedule kind of wins, kind of easy wins. And I, I never feel like that ultimately prepares you. I, I might feel good in a, a loss against a good team. I, what do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think, and, and, you know, we last uh, two weeks ago, we, we uh, played uh, Duncanville, Texas, who uh, they won the 6A last year. Uh, and, they're, and they're number one this year. And, and uh, they're a really good program, really good. And we lost to them 51 Mm-hmm. 44 uh but you know we got a lot out of it and uh and and we got a lot of confidence because uh you know the night before they beat somebody really bad and um uh, and a really good team bad and you know we kind of found out hey if we do these things the right way we're able to compete and and uh you know i've got five or six more games against uh you know we're playing a team from iowa saturday that's really good it's 11 and 0 uh, the following week, we're t- playing a team from uh, St. Louis that's really good, and and uh, so I, I think I think playing good people only, get, only gets you better, and uh, you know we also like to play a lot of games back to back because in our state tournament, you know we're gonna, we're going to have to play back to back to to win a title. So I want our guys to to prepare for. Yeah, that. that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because I need some I, I need some advice. What do you? 
Um, what do you do for back-to-back games? I'll give you an example. We play one of our top region rivals Friday, and then Saturday we travel two hours against another good team. Um, I like to focus my team just on that that one. They put in stuff during practice to prepare for the second team, but I don't mention it. How do you do stuff? Yeah, I, 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 I do some of that. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think it's really hard to, uh, to play a game when you're uh, – and then prepare for right. somebody else. I mean, so uh, we, we – the last, last week we just, uh, you know, gave them a scouting report after our game, uh, that, you know, that we, that we play the next day, had a, had a walkthrough. And uh, we, we kind of had a – we kind of had a practice too that's on the game day. And I think, I think sometimes uh, – um, a lot, you know, a lot of times coaches do what they call shoot arounds and walkthroughs. Hell, I, I like, I like practicing and, uh, um, and I like going, you know, I like going full speed and, and, and I, I think that that might prepare you a little bit more too for, uh, uh, for that. And, you know, my kids are, my kids are a little soft right now and I've just got to really figure out how to get them a, a little tougher. And sometimes, uh, sometimes, uh, practicing on game days i think it's a good thing. yeah yeah i'm i i totally agree because i think sometimes when you say shoot around they think it's like just like a like an easy and then you don't get them mentally ready um i really love that coach right. tell me about your assistant coaches How, what do you look for? rex walters one of your assistants oh that's pretty good that's a pretty uh, good coach yeah, I've, I've been, <laughs> yeah. He, he's a, he's a really good coach and uh, um and I have a uh, um, Jeff Boshi. He's a he's the head coach of Missouri Southern. He was a great player. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, I've have I have a lot that are high school coaches. The first thing that uh, that I want to do with my assistant coaches, I want to find out you know what they what they want to get out of basketball. And if uh, if they tell me, hey, I want to I want to be a head coach. I want to I want to move on to college. Or I want to do this. Those are the kind of people I like, and uh, um, and you know my coaches don't stay with me very long, um, and uh, um, because I want to help them move up, and then I get you know then I get new ones and do the same thing with them, and uh, um, my top assistant last year is a head high school coach in, in Kansas City. He's that got a um, number one team in the state right now. He got a great job, but he busted his tail for me for three years, and and. Uh, was able to do it. So I really, uh, I really look for coaches that, that, uh, you know, want to step up the ladder, want to move and want to, want to try. I think the other thing that, you know, a lot of people, uh, don't do is, you know, I find really good coaches that, that want to be successful and I give them things to, to work on. And, uh, those are, uh, those are their deals. My, I got one coach that, you know, he does our inbounds defense and, you know, he prepares all the time. I got one coach that runs our uh, inbounds uh, plays and, you know, offensive sets. And, and we, I got one that kind of helps me on defense to, as far as, you know, what we're doing on blockouts and, and transition and all those type of things. So I think the more responsibility you give the coaches, uh, the more ownership they'll have on the team and ultimately the harder they'll work for you. And so uh, I think that, that, 
you know, I've coached a lot of great players, but man, I've been able to work with a lot of really good, really good coaches. And that's been, that's been fun. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I know uh, my assistant is a former player of mine. Um, and uh, I actually probably need to give her more, but she's in the learning phase right now. But um I think you're right. The more responsibilities, the better, because eventually she wants to be a head coach. Like you're saying, you got a trainer for that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah thank you, do. And my guy and uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, my guy that just got a head coaching job. I mean, he texts me all the time for, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you, what should we do on that? And I think, uh, I think, but all the responsibility he had, I think he's doing a really good job. And I think, I think if he would have just, if I wouldn't have given as much, he might not be as ready as he, as he is. And, and I ultimately make the call, but, but I, 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 ha- I want those guys uh, in the game and, and uh, to, to, to be able to work. And I remember, uh, I remember uh, um, Rex Walters, uh, you know, first year he came in and he ran our offense and I'm kind of a defensive guy. And I just, I just ran, the defense and I had an opposing coach uh, kind of get mad at me and saying, you know, why would you let him uh, uh, have so much responsibility? And, you know, all the thing I think of was I, I like winning <laughs> and uh, um, he, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, that doesn't never makes me feel bad if I'm taking other people's ideas or letting other people coach. I mean, I, I think that's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, you know, my, I have another coach that, you know, I have with on my staff now. And I mean, the last year, you know, we had a, he, he, he drew up the play with, with, uh, you know, eight seconds to go that we ended up making a winning shot to win the game. I didn't draw it up. He did. And, uh, um, I think that's a sign of strength, not weakness. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people may disagree on that, but I, I like, I like, uh, having good coaches and I like letting them coach. Do that. Uh, and I know guys, even guys like Brad Stevens, um, he, uh, you can, you know, you know, he's allowing his coaches to really coach. I, I think you have to have that humility, right, coach? And you got to let these guys coach. Yeah, I, I think, you, I think you do too. And I think you have to, uh, and I, I think that that goes in line too with, uh, um, you know, your players, you got to really listen to the, the really good players you got to listen to them and you got to be able to, uh, uh, um, you know, understand, you know, what, what to do. I mean, uh, my guy that's playing at KU, he played great against Stanford, by the way, yesterday, <laughs> he, uh, um, you know, it, it, it ended up, you know, towards the end of the year, when we're going to the state tournament, every time out, I would take the first 35, 40 seconds and I'd get up and leave. And he, he took the, you know, the next 30 seconds. And, uh, um, you know, that's the kind of leadership and, you, you know, that that you really want. I mean, we, we were playing in the state tournament and we had a little, you know, false motion play where we, you know, we make three or four passes, and get the ball to, to this guy and set a ball pick. And, you know, he came over during the game and said, Coach, let's keep running that, but don't send the pick. And so, you know, we didn't quit sending the pick. He scored the next eight points in a row and, the game was over. I mean, it's, I think those things are really, uh, are, are, you know, are really important and, and, uh, and guys that are really invested in your program and really, you know, really done a lot. I think, you, I think you need to, uh, uh, to do that, you know, and, uh, 
Um, I had I had a couple of players that two years ago were the guards for Loyola's Loyola's team, and they made it to the Final Four. And just to um, you know, just to see them and what they were able to do in college, and and boy, there's not a better feeling from the, you know as a as a high school coach when a college coach calls you and say, Coach, these guys, you know, what'd you do with these guys? These guys are so ready to play; it's unbelievable. You know, and they're they're so uh, focused on the team and. Uh, you know, those things are, those things are really important. And I'm, you know, glad to be a part of that. Yeah. Both of those guys were great players, man. So, I mean, they really led that program. Have you, have, you have had a lot, how are you producing a lot of these kids? I mean, um, I mean, do you, you get them at a young age in your camps and so forth. So how, how are you getting these kids? A lot of kids go on and play at the next level. You know, I think, I think one is, uh, you know, if you're a high school coach and you do not have a youth program, you're really hurting yourself. And uh, um, I think, uh, um, you know, I think it's a lot of time, but, you know, uh, I've had a, you know, I got a fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade uh, teams. And I think, I think that uh, really helps. But the thing that, uh, you know, really uh, helped me was when my son, played he played with those guys that played at Loyola and uh you know we kind of you know I just got all these little neighborhood guys and we started playing in third grade when they were in third grade and and boy you can knock out everybody's bad habits you can uh um you can really uh really coach these guys and and, uh we used to have some unbelievable practices when these guys were you know fourth fifth sixth grade we go travel we travel the the whole country playing games and you know we beat a lot of guys that are in the nba right now but but you know being able to watch those guys grow up and develop i think that that really did a lot and then when they got to high school you know they were they were in four straight state championship games so that was kind of kind of a cool feeling to to have and uh three of those guys went to division one the other two guys uh got full rise division two and um that was fun Fun yeah, ride. no doubt. Um, yeah, the feeder system is important. It sounds like you guys, you're very hands-on. You got them at a young age, and you start, you taught them the right way. And that's, I'm not sure if a lot of coaches are doing that. They might be playing a lot of games. It sounds like to me, they got to have the skills first. I think they do, and I think I think you need to work with them. And I think too that, uh, you know. Um, you know, you want to be a coach that, that people want to play for. And, uh, um, and I think that, you know, they see other people being successful in your program, see what's, you know, see what happens with your, your teams. I think that's important too. And, uh, um, uh, you know, it's really, uh, uh, really kind of cool to be able to see guys, you know, uh, the, you know, the, the job is not to produce guys that go play in college. You know, you want kids just to be able to, to, to learn that, Hey, you know, how, how come I was successful in, you know, playing basketball? Well, they knew how, they know how to be part of a team. They know how to work hard. They know that if they have a bad attitude, they're not going to be successful. And, and I think that, you know, those kind of things really uh, to, you know, lead you lead lead the kids uh, you know on to be to do the right things and and a lot of my relationship with my former players 
you know, they happen maybe five or six years when they get out because, you know, I, I really, I really don't want to be known as, you know, a, a friend to them. I, I want to be the guy that pushes them. I want to be the guy that makes them do things that they don't think they can do or make them, uh, you know, make them uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, my kid that said, uh, that, you know, that, that Loyola that hit the winning shot against Tennessee the last second and those kind of things. I mean, I used to get on him so hard. And, and uh, you know, when they when the rest of the guys see you get on your best player, it's it's really easy for, for the rest of those guys to fall in line and too. Yeah, and that is um, – you, yeah, you definitely get – you definitely have to get kicked. And I love what you said about that because I have – good player that um, actually she's ready to sign with Mercer. She's a junior and she has a lot of schools looking to sign her, but um, I mean. Huddle is the preferred video and analytics platform for over 6 million users and 150,000 teams worldwide. Huddle offers a complete performance platform, including the most powerful and flexible tools for video analysis with online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analysts, and more. For more information on Huddle, check out hudl.com or at Huddle on Twitter and Instagram. To me, she's actually our hardest worker, and she's a kid that you can get on pretty good. Um, But we have that mutual respect and so forth, and we have a really good relationship. So I think that's important. I think it is. And I think think ultimately, uh, um, you know, kids – Kids want to be pushed. Kids want to be, you know, uh, in everything that that's worthwhile. There's a struggle sure. involved with it, and uh, um, and uh, um, you know, uh, I've got a, I've got a really good a good player this year that uh, um, you know he had 37 points in a game the other day, and then the next game he didn't play very well. And uh, I just need to, you know, I want him to be better on defense. I want him to be better moving without the ball. He needs to rebound better. And, uh, um, you know, after you have a little success is really, uh, that's when you go after the kids and really challenge them and really want them to really want to push them to be better. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of, enjoy that. And I think the kids, you know, the, the, the kids for the most part, understand that and, and they're grateful that you you do that kind yeah, that's of a great point coach i think the art of coaching and it, it is an art is some people think um after losses you need to be tougher i think it's after wins <laughs> you need to be tough on them yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I think you're right too i think it's right and i think uh i think it's uh, it's so much easier to get on them after a win. And, uh, and sometimes you do need to pick them up, uh, after a loss, but you know, you, you, uh, you know, you, you get into, you get into everything, you get out of it, whatever you put into it. And, uh, um, I think guys are, uh, guys are able to see that. And I just think, uh, you know, it's, it's special to be part of a group of guys that don't care about anything else, but being successful and winning and are willing to do the, uh, to do the little things. And, uh, um, this year I've got, you know, I've got two or three guys that are pretty good and can score, but, you know, if I get my other guys, the role players a little bit better and knowing understanding what they can do and getting maybe them to score a little bit, developing a couple of defensive stoppers out of those guys, 
that's what's going to make our team really yeah. good this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep in, keep in touch with you to see how you – I'll be looking at you guys on Max Prep, see how you guys are doing. Um, I love the schedule you guys are putting together. Hey, talk a little bit about your offense and defense. Obviously, you can't share everything, but give us yeah, some yeah. of your – Yeah. Uh, um, you know, um, offensively, again, um, uh, you want to uh, – you know, go to go to your strengths. Uh, last year, and probably the only time in my career, you know, the, the, the kid that's at KU, uh, you know, he averaged 30 points a game and 11 rebounds, and he was my point guard. Um, six, seven, he's about six, 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 seven, and so you know, I ran a lot of stuff where we'd move the ball really hard, we cut really hard, but the ball would end up in his hands because he could either make the pass or or uh, make the right read or, or end up scoring and uh, posting them up a lot after uh, uh, that and uh, um, to be able to do that. This this year, um, I'm running I'm running a lot of – I put uh, two guys in the corner, in the dead corners, two good guys out front, and I kind of run a, run a guy to the elbow and kind of play – I call it the hub – and just kind of play out of that. And we run a lot of different sets and a lot of little uh, different spacing. And, and uh, so really I'm kind of playing a lot of three on three with two guys in the corner. Now we'll have a lot of counters that they do stuff to those guys, but that, that kind of gives us the best opportunity and the, the, the best strength. And a lot of sets we're running, uh, uh, to be honest, or, uh, are, uh, stuff you see in the NBA right now. Um, a lot of the two guys out top do a lot of handoffs and pitch backs. Hey, coach. to get done and uh i really don't have a back to the basket guy this year but uh we do enter the post a lot but out of our a lot of our, out of our post entries we do a lot of uh you throw the ball in the post you set a pick and we we get a lot of a lot of that action uh too so that's a little bit of what we do offensively yeah i love that so you're you're basically trying to run sets for your your top one or two players is that kind of your what were you trying yeah, to do three players and, and my other guys can play a little bit but i i've kind of got the you know i, I can, can control the game a little bit by putting in the the right guy's hands and and uh i can make play calls and you know if we get somebody hot be able to get him the ball a lot and uh um be able to do that and uh um my one guy that can score a little bit, you know, he's six foot six, so he can get in the lane and shoot over a lot of people. Right. And uh, we, we really try to do that. And to be honest, a lot of the sets I'm running are what uh, Fred Horberg ran it uh, with the Bulls last year. He's the head coach of Nebraska and my son works for him. So that's kind of, I've been able to watch a lot of his practices and got a lot of film and I really broke down and I kind of came up with some stuff that, uh, that he did and that, that I put in to kind of help us a little bit. So. Um, yeah, I love that. And uh, what I, I guess I'm trying to get out is uh, 
we run a lot of sets for our two best players. Uh, the problem I'm having is, is we're not getting enough movement. And, and, and what I'm thinking about doing is going back to our four out pass and cut motion and then, right. then trying to go to a set um, right. just to get our kids moving more. My, my players aren't your level. But sometimes when I go to a quick set play, boy, it's one and done, no rebounding. Right. Yeah. I. I, I mean, like I. I. I call that. You call that four out one in. I call that false motion. Okay. Where you just where you just pat you 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 make a certain number of movements, cuts, all that, and all you're doing is just getting the defense moving and and uh, trying to reposition them around the court. Then you run what you want to run. You know. Yeah. And and. Uh, um, I did. I did a lot of that last year. I'm not doing it this year, um, but that was. Uh, I, I would do that and just end up getting my. I had a guy that's at Georgia and a guy that's at KU, and you know I ended up playing a two man game with those guys a lot a- after we moved the ball a lot. Yeah, I really like that. I'm really kind of looking at that. Of course, you, I, I think depending on the time and the score, right? You can run different stuff, but but uh, I appreciate you sharing with us about that. Um, are you, I guess, the teams that you face, are you a pressure team or you're more of a containment type defensive team? Uh, I, I, my whole life, I've been more of a, a, a just aggressive team. I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I really concentrate a lot on ball pressure as a first step, just being able to, to um, you know, have active hands. We work on that all the time. Uh, we love denying the first pass, making teams start their offense a lot farther out than they want to. Um, so we really, uh, uh, we really work on that. Um, you know, I, I've really fallen in love uh, with uh, probably the best thing we do every day is I call it stunning, but we do a lot of four on four where we just penetrate and I want my help to, you know, to, be able to jump at the ball and stop and then and help stop penetration and then get back to their man. And uh, we do that all the time. We're getting pretty good at it. And I think, uh, um, I think if you can make defense, uh, you know, not one-on-one, but one-on-five, um, I think that really helps, helps you get stronger and, and uh, do that. And, uh, um, you know, I think by being able to stunt and stunt early and quick and then be able to, you know, race back to your man really, uh, really stops, uh, helps uh, control dribble penetration a lot more than you can because, I mean, basketball is really going to get downhill and, and trying to try, trying to get in the lane. I mean, on offense, we want to get in the lane and make a play, and that's what, the, that's what they want to do when we're on defense too. So we really try to help take that away. That's a great point. We, we actually are trying to get better at that, Coach, because – um, the defense, we basically run a pack line. We, I, I'm a big fan of Jim Boone, um, and basically I run his man-to-man system. He really believes in not completely – I mean, he helps with the outside hand, outside foot, but right. it's stunting. And I really yeah, love that. We're not very good at that right now, but we're really working on that because uh, there's a lot of technique and positioning with that. But I think it's really effective. I, I think it is too. I've never been a, a pack line guy, and I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I've, uh, I've been really more about uh, pressuring the ball, not letting them have the first catch. 
if you get back, get beat back door, I get mad at the guy on the ball for not putting enough pressure on and I get mad right. at help. I never get mad at my guys for getting beat back door because I want them uh, to be able to put that constant pressure on. I mean, we give up a layup or two a game maybe, but uh, um, we also, you know, really disrupt people getting in their offense and flow, uh, you know, uh, and, and I, I, you coach different every year, but I've had, I've had teams where I've coached and uh, the ball gets past half court. And if your man catches the ball, I sub you. <laughs> now, now, yeah. now, and, but, but, you know, and I, I, I've done that early. I do that in games that uh, help, but you don't, you don't think a guy wants to play. You, they get in the passing lanes all the time, you know, they're getting subs, their, their man catches the ball. Right. And, uh, um, and so I think that kind of helps build a little toughness and those type of things. So uh, a lot of people we play against do the pack line. It's, it's a solid defense and it's, it's, uh, it's a little more conservative than, than I'd like to play, but it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, I guess it all depends on your personnel and so forth. And um, right. we, we play against a lot of really athletic teams that can't shoot. Um, right. But they can drive. They're quicker than us. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. You, ha- you have to do what you, you, you know, you need to do. And it's uh, – and uh, b- but being able to realize it is, is the key. You know, a lot of people will play play their style and won't, can't, can't, can't make any adjustments. And uh, and, and I, I, play, I play a lot of the style and there may be – one guy maybe that's a non-shooter and we may not guard that guy. He'll just play in the lane. I mean, you got to make a, you got to do what works and you got to figure out how to do it. And you got to be uh, willing to, uh, you know, willing to make a, make adjustments and uh, uh, to go. I mean, uh, uh, you know, last year in the quarterfinal game where we were down 12 at halftime and somehow came back to, to win, um, we were down eight in the semifinal game to start the fourth quarter. We came back and uh, somehow won that game. And then the state finals, uh, I just had a feeling we we put in a one three one, and uh, you know we were up eighteen to two, and the game was over. And uh, um, and against a really good team, but we just kind of you know went against kind of what we usually do and. And now we practiced it before, but we just hadn't put it in the game. But that really helped us kind of win a title last year. So you do what you need to do. Coach, that's a great lead-in question, uh, lead-in point because you wrote an article about that. Um, I think it was through Breakthrough Basketball, I think. Um, and I really like that. And I've actually added – you mentioned that you should have a definitely a defensive wrinkle or maybe an offensive wrinkle, but it's more defensive – that you can use in a big game that will change the momentum of the game. And actually today um, <clears throat> we're going to put in a, uh, you know, one, two, one, one diamond press. Now we're not, we're not a pressing team that much, but right. we want to have something at, at a certain point in the game that we can use just to throw off yeah, the team and so forth and catch them by surprise. But um, you believe in that, right? Yeah. I, I think you always got to have a counter and you always got to be able to do something that, uh, that maybe uh, will catch you got catch uh, maybe other team off uh, you know off rhythm a little bit and I think one of the things in that article I didn't write that article but uh, I uh, um, you know we played a team the whole game man to man and we're up one 
and it was like seven or eight seconds to go, and they called timeout, and you know I went to a two-three zone, and they couldn't even get a shot off, and uh, and you know, but that taught me a lesson too. So every time I got a late situation, I have a zone play and a man play in the timeout, and make sure my coaches tell me that you know we're able to run that just so we can, uh, so we can do that. But uh, um, um, and I, I think that you know. I think a, a, a coach that, you know, wants to do well, I mean, I, I think they got to, they got to be able to make changes and they got to be able to make them really quick. And your guys uh, on the team have to be able to do it. So um, uh, always work on that and always, uh, you know, kind of figure out and I'm kind of right now kind of just working on what, you know, what's another defense I can run to, you know, to, to get set. And I quite haven't figured that out yet. And, I'm kind of thinking too that maybe, uh, you know, a defensive transition, that's probably our weakest point. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm almost thinking of having our guys run to spots and then just match up from there instead of, you know, trying to, you know, I, I don't know. We got, we got to figure out a way to get a little bit better here in the next few days. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that I was watching video before our, our interview and I was watching our girls. It's like, man, we are jogging back on defense. Right. <laughs> and it's, right. It, that's to me. That's the hardest thing to teach. Sometimes I think kids sometimes think they're sprinting, right? I mean, it's hard. I, I think it's hard. It's hard to, for them to see. And, and mm-hmm. I've got a guy who's a good player and a good kid. My God, if, you know, if he has a chance to to leak out in front of the ball and we have it, I mean, the guy's a world class sprinter. And uh, uh, but going back on a defensive transition, especially if he misses a shot or not involved in a play. He jogs back and, you know, <laughs> I, I, I pointed it out on film and been able to to uh, uh, to show him, but he's got to get a million times better at that. Yeah. And coach, tell me, I know you got to you got to go. I know you're a busy guy. Talk to me about your practices. How do you design a practice and kind of give me some of your your uh, your favorite practice drills? Um, and that that'd be some great advice for us coaches on how you run a practice. Uh, well, I, I don't. uh I, I know that that uh, um, a couple things that that you know you want to you you want to be able to do and and uh, uh, I I think uh, you know the one little advice if you are playing a, a game half the time half the time you are on defense and half the time you are on offense so I think half of your practice should be defense I think it just makes sense. And I think if you uh, if you understand that part of the game, uh, I think it would be great. I think if you understand also, uh, um, and I don't have the stats, you probably know them, Kevin, but the amount of time you actually have a ball in your hands compared to the 32 minutes you get in the game, it's probably less than, you know, for some players, less than 30 seconds. So, uh, you know, once the kids understand that, that there's so much more involved than, than touching the touching the ball, then everything else is so much more uh, so much more important to to what you do. But uh, um, you know, to to, to me, it, you know, it's it's very old school. But I always go ball pressure, deny the pass. Uh, how good are we uh, to opening up? How good are we closing out? How good are we against dribble penetration? 
how good are we contesting shots and how good are we uh, hitting and going to get the ball. And, uh, um, you know, I always, those are my big keys all the time as far as uh, uh, what we're able to do and, and all that. And, uh, you know, offensively, we want to be able to pass and catch. I think it's a skill, you know, uh, everything we do is with two hands. We want to be able to try to, to do that. You know, uh, I have another big pet peeve that uh, I hate guys trying trying to dribble a loose ball. It drives me nuts. And, uh, you know, we have a drill every day where we work on picking up a loose ball with two hands and then you never turn it over. And uh, the other the other area that, that – you know, if you think about it too, whenever you get a steal, I try to get my guys to pass it immediately because one, you caught them off, off guard. And two, when you lose a ball and you get a turnover, they come back for it hard. And if you can get rid of it, you got a really big advantage. Yeah. I love that. And that's, that's having great vision and great eyes. And I, uh, but it sounds like to me, you're training that, um, just give me one or two drills that a coach Fritz team does every day. Maybe a defensive drill, offensive drill. I, um, I have, uh, I have one or two favorite defensive drills that I do. What, what do you do? Uh, you know, my favorite, uh, one of my all time favorite is, uh, uh, we call it man in the hole. And, uh, I probably got this from Chris Lowry. He coaches at K state. Uh, but we, we put the groups in groups of uh, four. We kind of mark off the court where we have a, a one lane to the sideline, uh, another lane to the sideline, and, and then we have two two things off the court that are lined up, and we kind of put cones on them. So we go full court one on one offense. Now you only got to cover you know about twelve feet both sides, and uh, um, you know, we try to turn them a lot in that area, but we have a guy go offense, defense. If the offense beats you off the dribble, you stop it right there and restart it. And so I have a guy go all the way down to one end on defense. A new guy's on offense. Now the same guy's on defense back. And then we go down to that end, the new guy's on offense, same guy's on defense back. So he's going three times in a row. Then the fourth time, the guy that was on defense is now has the ball and a new guy's on defense. And we just kind of repeat that drill. So what I love about it is one, uh, it's a great conditioner Two, We get, we get guys working hard on defense and then they're dead tired and now they can't turn the ball over and they can't dribble out of bounds. They can't, you know, they can't go, you know, so that's been huge. And uh, I think that's a, uh, that's been a really good, a really good drill for us, and, and uh, we do that a lot. Yeah, and I love that. Really, it really focuses on you. Kind of find out who your players are, right, under pressure, and you work on. I think sometimes we forget that the best ball handling drill is one on one. Yeah, I, and I think I think the other thing is, you know, every drill is an offensive drill and a defensive drill. So it's not, uh, you know, we're concentrating on defense. Our offensive skills go to crap. We just, we, you know, we always want to keep everything going, going good. I think another thing that, uh, uh, you know, trying to do and, and uh, 
the you know the book is out you know the jury's still out on it but you know we're forcing everybody to their left hand so we're getting on everybody's right hip uh and we're uh um you know i just don't i just don't know in high school how many you know teams have more than one or two players that could dribble their left hand and jump stop and shoot a shot over you i mean i think that's a and I've, I've been in girls, it might be less. And uh, so we do we do a lot of that. Now, on one side of the court, we hedge ball picks. On the other side of the court, we're icing them. And, you know, it's, that's a lot to cover and do. But uh, I just think, you know, getting people to do something they don't like doing is a, is a bonus for your team. Yeah, I love that. So you're not necessarily forcing baseline or middle. Left, not left. Not even, not even worried about. It. They go ba- wherever. If, if on the uh, left side of the court, uh, we do force some baseline and we ice that pick. But on the other side, we're, uh, you know, we're forcing the middle to the left hand and we hedge that a little bit. So that's been, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, it's kind of working a little bit. So we're gonna stay with it and see what happens. Yeah, if you're using it at your level, you're going to get some skilled players. I know it's gonna work at our level. Um, I really, I really like that. That's kind of, um, I haven't really, I always focus more on just, uh, I should focus more on player tendencies. Um, I focus more on positioning and so forth on that, but I should focus. I I really kind of like that idea. Um, I I, I think, I think, you know, we've tried it, you know, and one of the things we do, you know, we kind of try to mark down, Hey, how many times do we give up a layup? to a player going, you know, to his bad hand off the dribble. Yeah. And it doesn't happen as much as you think it does. And, and then, you know, for them to be able to go left, get in the lane, pull up and, you know, shoot over a wall. uh, A lot of players aren't, aren't great at that. They can do it to their good hand. And, uh, but, uh, um, and then a lot too, is you, you look at the other team and their sets and what they're able to do. And, and a lot of times, uh, you can take them out of their sets if you, if you do that. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice, coach. Hey coach. And my overtime question is this. Um, what is, what were one key that you had for your state championship teams that you remember um, that you still use today? What is one key that could help us coaches who, when we get to the state tournament, what is one key thing you use with your team during those state tournament runs? You know, um, I, I, I don't know the, the one thing. The one thing that my guys would tell you, we always talk like uh, we were down a couple of those games and uh, um, last year. And uh, the conditioning part is a big part of a, a, a kid's psyche. And when I tell my guys we're the best conditioned team in the state, we, we, we may not be but my guys think they are sure. And I think, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a big thing. And, you know, we do a lot of, uh, uh, I call them 10 and ones. Well, you have to do 10 lines in one minute. And, uh, you know, we run those all the time and, uh, we lose a game, however many points we lose a game, we run those the next day. And, uh, um, uh, and, and I, I think that somewhere along the line, those guys just like, God dang, we, you know, we need to, we can do this. And, and, uh, 
we were in better shape than these guys and we're able to uh we're we're able uh uh to do it and uh um the thing i got going you know we got going now is you know our guys don't want to be the group that let down the other teams before them they want to do the same thing the other teams do so i think there's a lot of pressure with that but also i think it helps us focus and and uh, understand that you know we have to do have to do those things to 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 win yeah, yeah, you got you got a, a tradition and a legacy there you built up. That's great pressure to have, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better than the other way, and it's uh, exactly. And, and, and we're and we're, you know, we're down talent level from where we've been the last couple of years. But you know, nobody's jumped out as a team that hey, you know, they're they're untouchable. You know, so our guys know that you know we have a shot, and and we only have one senior that's that's really playing at all. So. I think that helps also. Yeah, absolutely. Coach, thanks for sharing so much. I really appreciate it. The, um, I got a lot of coaches that listen, and uh, they're going to want to know how to get a hold of you. I, I did see your Twitter, your website's great that y'all have. Uh, how can we get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, my, my Twitter is great, and, uh, I, um, and uh, my cell phone number is 913-219-4518. So my Twitter account was really small. I don't do anything with it, but I'm close to a thousand followers now, which is a, uh, I like to get to a thousand, but to, anyway, for just a quick story, you know, uh, Clayton who played for Loyola, I'm front row of that game. He beats Tennessee at the buzzer. He comes over after the game and hugs me. It's on TV, you know, Frank Martin and Danny Mann, whoever the analysts are talking about, <laughs> are saying stuff, saying stuff about me. But I had 122 followers, and the next day I had 700 and something. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all, all because Clayton uh, hugged me on TV. So it wasn't that <laughs> I did. So, but uh, I I thought that was kind of the kind of the cool part about uh, uh, you know being able to do that, and then I got to you know, go to wherever the next week was in Atlanta and, you know, they zoom in on me during the game and, you know, the other player comes over to me afterwards and, you know, I get more followers. So it's kind of, kind of a cool deal. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, and you, you know, what's the great thing is you had a big impact on the success they're having on that. So the high school coach is important, right? (laughs) I I think he is too. And, And Hey, everybody's important. The AU coach is important. All the teachers are important. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it takes a lot of people to help somebody be, yeah, uh, to be successful. And like, uh, I got to go last night to Tulsa played at K state and I got a player that played for me. He's a junior at Tulsa and, uh, he was a great player for me. He was, he went there as a freshman and barely played last year. He got about seven or eight minutes. And this year he's, uh, got the most minutes on the team and, and uh, he's figured out his role. He's figured out what he needs to do to be successful. And instead of being a, uh, you know, scorer, he's the defensive guy for the team. And, and uh, you know, to be able to watch him figure out how to be successful and help his team win and, uh, and be willing to do that. Pretty cool. Yeah. And it's great how these guys are still in contact with you and so forth on that. They have a, a chance you can still, and that's, that's, that's part of building that relationship that, that will last forever. Right. Uh, it, it, it is. And it's really cool. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I've got guys that are, you know, uh, 
I've had guys that have been coaching their kids now that I that, that I coach. <laughs> so so that's uh that's kind of a cool feeling. It's kind of cool that they trust me with them and and uh, all that. So uh, it's 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 really fun. It's it's just uh you know it's just uh it's a rewarding to, to to be around and be around kids and be able to to help them grow a little bit, have a little bit to do with their success. Yeah, that's awesome, Coach. And I, I just, I would love to, I would love to get Rex Walter. I love to get your wife Ann on the uh, podcast, and also sure. your son. I think would be great. Get the whole family. Yeah, that, I, hey, you can get any of them you want. That, that'd be great. Rex, <laughs> some pod, Rex does a few podcasts too, but he's okay. a great interview. He's a great interview. I'd be glad to give you his number if you want to get a hold of him. Ah, uh, please, please. I'd love to get him on. That'd be awesome. Coach, thank you. Good luck this game. Is... Kevin? Yeah, hey, Coach. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry, I just lost you. All right. Hey, thanks for having me. I sure appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. All right. See you soon. All right. Bye now. This is Jeff Jasper, head basketball coach at Pascack Valley High School in New Jersey. If you haven't listened to Kevin's championship podcast, you're missing out. This guy's got a passion for the game, great insights, and he interviews some pretty cool people. I must say he interviewed me. I had a lot of fun. Best to all of you. Take care.